Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Hey guys, Leon Sylvester here. Today we're talking about five proven techniques to stop drinking alcohol. What we'll be doing is we'll be talking about each of these methods. We'll be talking about how they work. We'll be discussing the pros and cons of each one to help you make a better decision on what might be an effective method to help you on your journey. Now, very quickly before we get into it, I have got experience in all but one of these things, right? I've tried all of these things and I'll be sharing my experience with you guys. Obviously, I'm... I'll just be honest with you, I know what worked for me and a lot of these things I tried didn't work for me. I'm not saying that these methods don't work for everybody, right? I don't believe there's a 100% success rate, one size fits all for every single person out there. There's gonna be people that get success with every single one of these. So I urge you to watch every single point because what might have worked for me, what might have worked for somebody else, what might, might not work for you, right? You might need a different approach. So I urge you to watch all of them so you can make a decision what works for you. But let's get into it. So the very first technique that I'm going to talk about is reframing your views on alcohol. So what this essentially means is what you're trying to do is you're trying to view alcohol in a new way. You're trying to create a new paradigm, a new worldview, a new way that you see the world. Kind of similar to the way that you hear of some vegans that give up meat, right? They've been eating meat their whole life. They get some new information, then all of a sudden, they view meat in a totally different way. I've not gone through that process. I'm not vegan. It's just, it's just, a, it's just quite a good comparison to make, right? What they do is the, is the people that go, they go vegan, they just all of a sudden cut out meat. It's like a boom, quick, swift decision where they've reframed the way that they view meat. Now, we can do the exact same thing when it comes to alcohol. We can reframe the way that we view it. We can build a new worldview where alcohol just isn't a thing that's important. It's, it's just, it is what it is, right? It's like the same way that you'd see a bottle of bleach. You're just not bothered by it. And the way that you can do this is there are numerous ways to reframe the way that you view alcohol, right? You've got to do research. You can read books. You can watch videos like this one. You can hire coaches. You can invest into courses. You can basically get new information that helps you build a worldview where you see alcohol for what it is. You see it for a poison. Now, this is what I do in my company, SoberClear. I help people go through this technique. I help people go through a reframing process. It's a very positive, optimistic way to kind of view your future and view the world and, and create a very realistic view, a very logical view of what alcohol is because all it is is a poison, right? So this technique is what worked for me. I tried a lot of other things to stop drinking in the past, AA, willpower, you know, whatever it was, didn't work for me long-term, right? A lot of these things, a lot of these things I did get some success with. I got some short-term success, but as far as a long-term solution goes, the real problem for me was the way that I viewed alcohol. I, no matter what technique that I did, I still viewed it in, as something that was glamorous, that was great, that provided value, and I was always afraid to actually give it up. So whenever I gave it up, I always felt like I was missing out on something. But because I reframed the way that I view alcohol, everything changed. I just no longer saw it as something of value. I just saw it for exactly for what it is, without the conditioning, without the illusion of this grandiose, great thing, all of those things were dispelled by reframing the way that I viewed alcohol. 
let's move on to the next one. So the next proven technique is the 12 steps methodology. So as some of you guys already know, I went to AA in my early mid twenties and I went for about a hundred days. So I stopped drinking when I went there. I didn't do anything when I went there. I was very good. I was very well behaved. I got involved. I went to a camp out. I, uh, you know, I, I had a sponsor, uh, I went to regular meetings and I, I got involved, right? I was part of the community and I really, just, I really just jumped in because when I was trying to find a solution, I was willing to do anything, right? If, if you'd have told me I had to get on a plane, go to France, buy a baguette, fly to, fly to Switzerland, then, then fly to Prague and go, do you know what I'm saying? I just would have done anything. If you could have told me that if I did this, 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 and I wouldn't have drank alcohol, I would have done it, right? Because I knew that alcohol was causing so much destruction in my life. I wasn't like oblivious to it. I knew that it was something that I needed to get rid of to ever reach any kind of potential. So you 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 put me in an AA meeting and you tell me that you've got the cure to stopping drinking. I'm going to listen to you, right? I'm going to be there and I'm just going to go with the flow. And I'm going to put I'm going to leave my ego at the door. So I did that. And I bought into this idea that I am an alcoholic. So actually what what happened was I, I was I had a big drinking episode. I went to speak to my mum. And my mum has been an, a member of AA for 20 years, right? Fantastic. She's not drank for 20 years. AA has completely saved her life. If it wasn't for AA, I would not have had the upbringing that I've had. I would not have a relationship with my mum. If my mum was still drinking, she drank a lot, right? And I have got no idea what would have happened. So I've actually, I've literally got my life. I've got AA to thank for everything that I've experienced in my life. If it wasn't for AA, you know, I've got so much to thank for that organization. That being said, when I went there, after that 100 days, I had this idea that somehow I was the problem. Somehow there was something wrong with me. That was the, that's the crux of AA. You're the problem. You need help from God because you're almost impossible to fix. So I had this belief that I'm an alcoholic. If I have one drink, I'm going to have hundreds. And, and it ended up that the, the, after these, this like 100 day period, I ended up going out again, getting drunk. And that was the end of that chapter. But now in my head, I've kind of got this idea that I was always the problem. So I've kind of got this excuse now. You know, in the back of my head, it's like, well, I'm drinking, but I'm an alcoholic. So maybe that's just what I do. Maybe that's who I am. Maybe I, I'm just somebody that does that. It's all about me. And for me, that, that approach just didn't really have a good long-term impact because it's kind of giving me this excuse to kind of do what I want. Um, not saying that it doesn't work for everybody, right? This is just one of the cons that I found. There are some great pros, you know, you've got a great support community there. There are some quite interesting people there. There's people that want to go out, have fun, go to coffees, go to, I went, I went potholing. I'm not saying that it's all bad. As, however, for a long-term solution, because I stopped buying into the methodology, it just didn't work for me. Because I, because you've got to be, you've got to be all in. You can't be on the fence about it. You can't be like, uh, I think I'll just maybe call myself an alcoholic, maybe give myself up to God some days, maybe not, maybe do a bit of moderation. It doesn't work. You, you have to be all in with these kind of things. And especially with the 12-step methodology, right? The people that kind of go there and they just go all in and they don't let any kind of outside thoughts go into their head like, am I really an alcoholic? Or, you know, do I really need to go to these meetings? Or is there really anything wrong with me? The people that kind of get those thoughts, mm, it might not work for a long period of time. And that was me. And also, there are a lot of people out there that just don't want to go at all. They don't want to go in a room full of people. They don't want to have to admit that they're powerless. They don't want to admit that they're an alcoholic in front. You know, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. And they don't want to listen to other people's problems because that's kind of what it is, right? People share in a meeting. And for a lot of people, they just don't want to do that, which is totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not the only way to stop drinking. So there is another proven technique to stop drinking. Works for some people, not for everybody.
The next thing we're going to talk about is the willpower method and have some great experience using willpower. In fact, every single time that I stopped drinking, I was using willpower. And what willpower essentially is, is exerting your will over like controlling an impulse. So you've got an impulse to drink, you're out, you see somebody having a pint, oh, I just wish I could have a pint. And you just kind of have to use willpower just to be like, but I'm not going to do it. I, I, you know, I really want it, but I'm just not going to do it. And that's how pretty much how the willpower method works. The thing is, is when I, when I talk about willpower, a lot of people that are watching these videos, you're probably already quite successful and you've probably already done a lot of things that required an intense amount of will. Families, businesses, health, degrees, whatever it is, there were a lot of things that you've probably done in your life that required a lot of willpower. So naturally, we all think that using willpower will help us to stop drinking, but it doesn't seem to work. It's a very bizarre experience because we know that we're strong-willed people, yet when we try to exert will over alcohol, it just doesn't work. And again, I tried this. I tried this so many times. And actually, I had some good success with it, the same way that I did have some success with AA. I, I, um, I had an experience where I threw blood over this MacBook Pro and destroyed this MacBook. And I woke up in the morning and I'm like, and I'm completely blacked out. I can't remember anything. And that day, I stopped drinking with willpower alone. I just went... Finished. Lasted seven or eight months. Life went extremely, extremely well. I was, I was uh, working on a personal training business. I was finishing my last year of, de of a degree. I had a girlfriend. I had a car. I had a, a nice place to live. I was living in Oxford. And the willpower method did work. Not saying that it wasn't 100% ineffective, but there was one day that the willpower ran out. I went out to a party at New Year's Eve, and there was a voice in my head that said, just have one drink. Like it was, it was and that, that voice was there in the seven or eight months, but most of the time I just resisted it with willpower. But that one day, the willpower was a bit lower. It was really late at night. It was a New Year's Eve party. It was midnight. I was tired. The voice in my head got me. And as you can, guys can imagine, it just went on a slippery slope downwards. Now, there are plenty of people out there that probably stopped drinking for many years using willpower. In fact, I'm probably sure there's a small percentage of people that have only used willpower and never drank again. Not saying that it's not an completely ineffective way to stop drinking, there are people out there that will have success with the willpower method. But this is why I always talk about reframing the way that you view alcohol, because when you reframe the way that you view it, you no longer need to exert will. Because for so long, I'd kind of made this mistake of using willpower, of trying to exert my will, trying to restrain impulses. But then when I reframed the way that I viewed it, and I viewed alcohol and I viewed drinking, I just no longer needed to exert any will. It was just a, a, a decision that I made to not drink again, and I see alcohol in this very certain way. I see it as a poison now. I see it as something that provides nothing at all in my life. It destroyed my confidence, destroyed my courage. I've kind of broken all of these, these false beliefs that I had. Well, that means now that I can just kind of move on with my life, right? I can just go about life as normal. I don't need to exert will to not drink anymore. And it's a totally different process. But that being said, without actually using the willpower method leading up to this reframing process that I went through, well... You know, it's just kind of it's just kind of part of stopping drinking, right? Everybody's going to go for it. Everybody's going to try and use will and then realize that it might not be a long-term solution for them. But yeah, the willpower method. Anyway, the next one is rehab. So I didn't go to rehab. I, you know, when I was younger, there was no way I could have afforded something like that. Uh, you know, these rehabs, $15,000, $30,000, $40,000 for a month. Very expensive uh, way to get off drugs, get off alcohol. But for some people out there, they need to remove themselves from a situation, put themselves into a place where they're away from their, their peers, their, their, their social circle, whatever it is, like the routine that they're stuck in. Some people need to pull themselves away from it, 
go to a place for a month, detox, get clean of everything, uh, not drink, uh, speak to therapists and have that community side of things. A lot of people, they actually need to go to a rehab, right? I was fortunate that I never kind of wanted to do that, nor did I have the means to do it. But there's a time and a place where there are plenty of people out there that that will be a huge benefit to them. Because it, what it can do is it can give them the taste of success. It can give them a 30, 60 day, 60 day period where they are fully clean, that you know their, their body is detoxifying, they're doing a bit of training, a bit of exercise, getting good nutrition in their body again. And that can be a catalyst when they get back home to kind of keep that momentum going. Now, I know that rehabs do a lot of work in the past. They do a lot of therapy sessions and counseling and things like that. And they really help you like revisit trauma and a lot of rehabs also use 12 steps methodologies. Not all of them, but a lot of them have a 12 step element to them. And for a lot of people, that is going to be effective. It's going to be a good long term solution. They'll leave the rehab, they'll go to 12 step meetings, you know, for the, for the next rest of their life, whatever it is. And that is problem solved. Absolutely fantastic. But again, I still think that regardless of whether you go to a rehab, use willpower or 12 steps, doesn't really matter. I still think that you should reframe the way that you view alcohol. So what can happen is if you go to a rehab, you kind of take yourself away from the situation. You put yourself in a place where you can rebuild and recharge and, and just kind of get grounded and, and feel good again. Then once you get out of it, well, it depends what it depends like what rehab you go to and what kind of things that they teach you. But if you can also reframe the way you view alcohol, so when you leave the rehab and you see it for what it is, I think that that is a fantastic recipe for success. So yeah, rehabs. Uh, and then finally is the fifth technique that we're going to talk about are these stop drinking challenges. Now, I see these all the time, probably because I'm subscribed to like email lists because I do a bit of research and to see what other people are doing to help people stop drinking. But these things are absolutely massive right now. Stop drinking for 30 days. Stop drinking for 90 days. Alcohol this, alcohol that. There are a lot of people running these kind of challenges. Now, there are great things. I know I've spoken to people that started with a 30 day challenge and they stopped drinking for the next two years. Absolutely incredible. But then I've spoken to people on the other end of the spectrum that tried a 30 day challenge, got to the end of 30 days, then got even more hammered than when they began. They were just like, they were desperate to drink for 30 days. They just resisted, 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 got to the end of 30 days, massive blowout, and then back exactly where they were at the beginning. Because like I said, there's not a one size fits all for every single person. So stop drinking challenges are good because they, they, these people do a lot of marketing. You might've seen them on Facebook, on Instagram. I won't name any names, but these people do a lot of marketing, which brings a lot of awareness to people's drinking. And a lot of people out there have never really questioned whether or not they have a drinking problem. So I think that that is a brilliant thing to kind of provoke questions in people's mind. I think that's a really fantastic thing. But for me, it didn't work because I'd almost tried these kind of challenges in my head. I always used to say, I'm not going to drink for a week, right? I get to day five and get drunk. Or I'm not going to drink for 14 days. I might get to the end of those 14 days. And because I got to the end of those 14 days, well, what do I do now? Well, I celebrate with a drink. And get smashed. It just, it just wasn't a good long-term solution because all I was doing was exerting will for a period of time. I hadn't, I still saw alcohol as something that I was removing, something that I was getting rid of. So naturally, I wanted it. So all that time, I'd remove something pleasurable, something enjoyable from my life, so I could always look at it and think, ah, oh, wish I could just put that back in my life. So you know, framing it as a challenge um, can work for some people. Some people enjoy thinking of stopping drinking as a challenge. They like the fact that they think it's going to be difficult. So I can now approach it as something that is going to be difficult, right? They can see it as something that's hard. They can count the days. However, when I take people through my method and through the Sober Clear program, I actually recommend that people don't count the days because when you've kind of made the unequivocal decision to not drink, to be a non-drinker, 
you don't count the days because the problem is, is well, let's say you get to 30 days without alcohol, right? It's a nice achievement, right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if your goal is to get to 30 days, does that mean that you're more of a non-drinker than you were at day seven or day 21 or day eight, right? Why, why, why does this 30 days even matter? Well, it doesn't because if you make the decision to not drink, you're a non-drinker on day one. And there is no difference between being a non-drinker on day one than on day 700, right? It's the same thing because you've made the decision to not drink. So framing it as a challenge, it, it, for some people it works, like I said, but for some people it's almost setting themselves up for failure. So, but, but the, 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 there are a lot of other good things that come with challenges, like the community side of things, there are other people going through it, there are some great things out there. But something like that would never have worked for me. I would have just seen right through it. I would have known that at the end of the challenge, I'm going to drink. I probably wouldn't have even listened to the challenge in the first place. I would have just thrown it out the window. And the reason why is because, again, the reframing process hadn't happened yet. Now, I believe that when you combine any of these methods with reframing, that is just the best way to stop drinking. And if you want that long-term lasting success, then that's why I put it as number one, because a lot of people don't understand this. They don't realize that this is even a possibility for them. So I really wanted to hammer that into you guys because it's so important to understand. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.